Carried aloft upon the winds of battle, we drift through the inner sphere, wandering masterless and homeless, stricken by the memories of what was. Our forefathers were forced to witness the death and destruction of all they held dear, left behind by their fellow Star League soldiers, driven from the world they called home, hounded at every turn by the so-called Lords of Succession. Now we have been forced to live in exile and this mercenary lifestyle, fighting in the pay of one power or another, earning enough money to keep ourselves and our families whole, struggling to retain our independence. Yet even here, we retain our honor and serve only the noblest of causes, hoping against hope that someday the winds of battle shall carry us back to the home we cannot name once more. We are the Windborn Highlanders. The winds shall carry us home. Join us, windbornhighlanders.com, for recruitment and contracts. Max Devs and Beer is recorded in front of a live studio audience and is an adult podcast containing adult language. Consider yourself warned. You're listening to the Gamecasting Broadcast Network. Live from Outreach Studios, you're listening to the Mechs, Devs, and Beer Podcast, a No Guts, No Galaxy special featuring your hosts, Phil and Darren. Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy, Mechs, Devs, and Beer Podcast number five. My name is Phil, and I'm your host. It is December 13th, 2012. Well, my shout out, it's going to go to Shimmering Sword, Anthony, for his NGNG artwork of the Marauder, the Rifleman, the Warhammer... And of course, Archer. Did I mention that? <laughs> it is the Warhammer Marauder uh, Rifleman and Archer. The, basically, all the unseen uh, or the the main like the ones that matter. No, they all matter, but those are my four. It's it's Darren's favorite Lance. Yes, I didn't have yes. any choice. Anyways, t-shirts look awesome, man. And for everyone who did get a t-shirt, don't worry, they're gonna be in the mail like within a day or two. So now. Hey, this is Darren, a.k.a. Bombadil, and my shout-out today goes to Coconut Water. I'm not drinking beer because I'm drink or taking NyQuil. I'm sick right now. And I'm drinking the coconut water because in War Z, it heals you, so I'm hoping that it happens in real life as well. Welcome to our live studio audience. Thank you guys for coming out. And, of course, to all of our new listeners out there, we hope you enjoy tonight's podcast. And, uh, well, it gives you an insight to who these devs are. And, of course, we ask that if you have the ability, go to our donations page right now and help support NGNG. You can set up a $2, $5, $10 recurring donation or anything that uh, fits your budget. Also, if you don't want to donate directly, it is that time of the year. Jingle bells, jingle bells. It's Christmas shopping time. Head to Amazon.com through the link on our website. Um, it won't add anything to the price of your bill when checking out, but it will give us a little kickback. Good way to help support the show without having to make a direct donation. And today we have a very, very special guest. Well, I, I say special, all guests are special, but this one in particular, I want to welcome Mark Hayden. Thank you for being on the show, buddy. Thank you, Phil. Welcome, buddy. All right. Thanks. So for those that don't know, I mean, let's, let's just be uh, blunt about it. You are known all over the forums, specifically the art section, as a fan, just like me, just like Darren, just like everyone in this live studio audience, until very, very recently. 
And that's why you're on the show, because you're actually part of the dev team now for MechWarrior Online. I mean, like, what? Well, yeah, to get things rolling, why don't you tell us about yourself? Who is Mark Hayden? Well, I am uh, PGI's newest texture artist. Basically, it's my job to take the finely crafted 3D models, and I help uh, in the process of creating textures that go on those um, and help to create a wide degree of visual differentiation between the various mechs. Beyond your job description, though, which we all have been, I mean, you've been mentioned on our podcast, I don't know how many times, uh, probably second to prob- Flying prob- Debris. Probably too many times, but... Uh, yeah. yeah, I would say uh, second to Flying Debris. So you're up there. Uh, we've been talking about you for a long time, but who are you as far as non uh, the non-forum persona or the PGI employee? How old are you? What's your life like? Well, I'm in my late 20s. I live and temporarily work in Washington State um, until I move up to Canada. And uh, previous to this, uh, I worked in aerospace. Wow. Actually, um, I was responsible for um, assembling interiors for commercial aircraft. And before that, I was an English teacher in South Korea. So it's been a bit of a whirlwind experience for me. Um, Wow, that is very cool. I have a, uh, a degree in history and German. It's a double major. And uh, I have not used either of those um, since graduating. See, now we just learned tons of stuff that we didn't know about you, even though we talked about you all the time. What is your background then? Is I mean, it sounds like uh, it's it's not directly affiliated he's with a, he's the He's a teacher. No, he's, like, he's like me, but yet he's not teaching. Oh, just like me. Does anybody else notice it? Yeah, okay. No, sorry. Mm-hmm. The, the, yeah, it's a correlation. So how did you go from all of that to being in the gaming industry? Well, it's kind of a, a longer story, so I'll kind of see if I can cut to the quick here. It began uh, with Battletech, basically. Since I was a child, I have been enamored with Battletech. You know, ever since I first saw the 3025 TRO at the tender age of about uh, 10 or 12. And ever since then, I've I've been mad about the uh, about the game BattleTech, about the universe, and you know, in a way, this led me to start playing the MechWarrior games. Uh, around when I was in eighth grade, I picked up MechWarrior three for the first time, and then later uh, got the other earlier games, MechWarrior two, MechWarrior two Mercenaries, and even MechWarrior one very briefly. But you know, going from MechWarrior three to MechWarrior one isn't something you really. No. You, you know, so the other way is much better. The other way is much better, I hear. So, no, because that means you're old, like Darren. <laughs> Shut up. That's not better. So, with with this, what this led me to is, um, it led me to an interest. Um, it helped rather contribute to an interest in in you know the kind of computer imaging, you know, three D work, two D work, that kind of thing. And so, in high school, uh, I took some three D classes, and then later. After I'd graduated, my parents uh, gave me an offer I couldn't refuse. Um, just a couple months from graduation, they said, okay, Mark. They sat me down and said, all right, here's the deal. You have two options at this point after you graduate. You can either get a job and start paying this rent, or you can let us pay to send you to school. And uh, up until this point, I hadn't really thought too much about the future after high school. And I said to myself, okay, well, I, if I can milk this for a little while longer, I'll go ahead and do that, I suppose. So uh, I started, you know, taking classes for at a local technical college for media stuff, 
and uh, that was my introduction to Photoshop. Previously, in the high school classes, I had used Rhino and uh, an ancient program called Bryce. Uh, <laughs> I yeah, remember. You remember Bryce. I hate to say it, but yeah. yes, just backs up Phil's earlier statement, but fuck you, Phil. Mm. So anyway, um, I, I started at the, at the college and you know ended up, similarly, I ended up transferring out. Um, I had some personal stuff happen, and I ended up transferring to university, and there I finished off my degree. And after that, I said to myself, well, what the heck am I going to do? I kind of let the whole dream of, of, you know, working in computers, working with media and stuff, I let that go. Um, I'd kept up with it as a hobby, but that's, to me, that's all it was ever going to be. And so I just said, okay, well, you know, at this point, I'm looking at graduation. I have to fight the white spaces on my resume. So I got a lucky job, or not lucky, rather, but um, I was lucky and got a job in Korea. And uh, I did that for 18 months, came back and was unemployed for a year. And this was a pivotal point for me in this whole experience. During this year that I was unemployed, I had, uh, you know, you spend a lot of time on the internet looking at stuff. And, and I found out earlier, when I, back when I was still in Korea, about uh, MechWarrior and the reboot. And I was thrilled about this. And this was going to be this huge thing. And then nothing. You know, there's a big announcement, I think, in August of 2009, and then you know, nothing else after that. Yeah, it was the, oh, hey, here's uh, three little images, and then a trailer, and then, oh, my God, and then it was dead silent. But it was nothing. It, it, that was huge at the time. You know, yeah, it was so definitely cool. huge. I wonder so, how we all would have reacted back when that trailer came out if somebody would have told us, this isn't going to happen anytime soon, but when this game does come out, or the version of it, You'll all be super involved, even employed. Or they would have been like, "Oh, hey, don't worry. That trailer in the game—it's—that's it, not the game they're gonna make." <laughs> no, I, I, think, I think to dwell on that kind of stuff, it makes a fun for a fun exercise. But if things hadn't gone the way that they did, you know, we might not be in the position exactly. we all are. So I'm just gonna—I'm just gonna say, okay, you know, I'll take it for what it is, and uh, yeah. Well, Phil, why don't you uh, jump into the quickfire questions here? Okay, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to ask you some quickfire questions. You just shoot them as quickly as you can, and we'll go right through this. Nice and easy, not painful. Here we go. Okay. Favorite favorite beer? Uh, my favorite beer is New Belgium's 1554. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not drinking it tonight because the store on the corner didn't have any, and I needed to grab something real quick. So tonight, instead, I'm drinking a Red Hook ESB. All right. Favorite mech? Marauder. Favorite Battletech novel? I actually don't have a favorite Battletech novel per se. Um, when I was growing up, I had a lot more access to the source books. I actually haven't picked up a no- hadn't picked up a novel until about two years ago um, for Battletech. Um, so I'm not actually going to answer this instead. My favorite source book is probably the old House Lyle book from, I think, 88, um, because... It doesn't do a great, you know, that great of a job being politically correct, but it has one of the better unit description sections um, out of the various house handbooks of that era. So that's that's probably why it's my favorite because you can tell you're a history buff. I, yeah. yeah. Plus, I love the fact that he picked a source book. Nobody else has probably nobody's done that, and probably nobody will. And uh, I love that. I mean, that is that's ultimate BattleTech geekdom. And and with that as well, uh, favorite BattleTech house clan or affiliation. Well, it depends on the era, obviously, but... You, you gotta pick one. Far and away, far and away, St. Ives Compact. Nice. All right, St. Ives Compact, there you go. And, Ives. of course, 
that's the actual unit he's uh, sporting, at least in his signature. I don't know if he's doing that anymore. But... It's, 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 it's kind of on the back burner now that all this is going on with the studio. But um, we do, some of us still get together sometimes and, and blow stuff up. So, yeah. Okay, so your official title at PGI is a texture artist. And like I was stating earlier in the show, basically how you got into this, um, we actually started around the same time as far as No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. And then you doing the repaints in the uh, fan art section. Um, I think it was around the same time that you started that and we started the podcast. And then we've sort of all, I mean, it's sort we've of all funny. grown up together, man. Yeah, I know, right? It's sort of funny that, uh, you know where we are in a year i mean yeah i listened to your guys's podcast for a while and um kind of picking up um if i could uh, if that's okay with you guys absolutely okay well anyways at this point i'd come back from korea and i was unemployed and so i'm looking for a job I'm looking for a job and then you know this gets announced the nwo and i said to myself well damn and since i was you know out of work i had all this spare time so i said okay you know they're posting up this concept art. It's gray as hell, and uh, I think there's I think there's some room for at least a fun activity. You know that you know might lead somewhere. I I, I didn't really expect it to, and so well, know, you I, you essentially built, <clears throat> and you can definitely continue after this. But you okay. essentially built yourself a like very proactively built a portfolio for yourself for uh, Piranha. Did you set out? I mean, you, you said you looked at it as something that could be fun but did you have any idea that it could also be like an official portfolio basically and get you a job my motivations changed over time um initially it was kind of just you know for a fun project maybe kind of give me a little bit of a boost you know being unemployed is kind of rough and uh while that was happening you know people started to like it and you know my thought went okay well like it they loved it. They, that, they were, it's got, like the, the biggest thread. It's like the biggest, most active thread on the the forums as far as how many hits and views, and it's it's gigantic. It's it's done all right. So anyway, so I'm doing this, and I'm I'm you know I start first it's for fun, and then you know I start getting some recognition in the community, and I say to myself, okay, well maybe down the line if. You know, if because I didn't know at that point how anything was going to work, and so I was hoping that they'd have editable textures, and that the players could edit them, and then maybe I could do that as kind of like a side job or something, or, or as a regular job if nothing else came about from you know from my job hunt at the time. And so, for the month of November, I'm working and putting all this together, and you know, putting things out there, and uh, seeing how popular this was getting, I thought, well, maybe you know. If I'm going to try to make some kind of, you know, make some kind of headway with this, maybe I should send, you know, PGI a letter. And so I did. I wrote them a letter and I uh, sent it off to their studio and uh, basically said, you know, hey, I might be interested in, you know, working with you guys at some point in the future. And, uh, you know, um, this is my name on the forums. Maybe you're familiar with my work. And uh, I got a reply. And that's kind of that's kind of how the dialogue started between PGI and myself. And it, it it's it kind of been on and off after that, you know, there'd be communication sometimes, you know, sometimes that would post up on, you know, the thread or that kind of thing. Well, and, and I think to touch on what you, you started and that you weren't the only one, there's a few other like, uh, Iron Hawk. I know we've talked to, about him, but you guys did something that wasn't just, uh, Hey, let me throw on a few colors on the paint job. You know, I mean, you guys actually went in there, made sure, you know, you 
the contrast to colors, the actual like units themselves. You know, it wasn't just Unit. like you. It wasn't like you just threw paint on there. You actually attention to detail, and then you were pumping out a lot of work in a short period of time. And I think that just goes to prove. I mean, that's what you know. Uh, as someone in the game industry, if I'm looking to hire someone, I'm sure is looking at. Well, hey, what kind of quality of work is he doing? You know, how quickly can he do it? And is he, you know, again looking at the detail? You know, is he that- consistent over a time frame, and is he improving? And yeah. Uh, Yes. On that topic, uh, Hayden, how, okay, I'm sure it, you put a lot more, well, I won't say you put more time into it back then, but it probably took you longer. You've been doing these so long now that I'm sure your time frame of doing uh, one of these is, is faster now. But back then, how long did it take you on average to do a mech uh, paint job? I, keeping in mind that at the time um, I was out of work. So I was, when I very first started, I was trying to do just as much as I could. And probably by probably within the first well within the first couple of days i was probably doing close to four a day um and then that dropped off actually pretty precipitously later when i I did get hired on um at at my previous job and um i was i was pretty prolific with it and uh usually it you know at at this point now it'd probably take me about half an hour to an hour to to put out something of you know the quality consonant to to the earlier stuff at the very beginning, I was probably spending about four hours on, on each one. Now, um, I know a little bit about as far as uh, texturing and stuff like that. And I think you actually use um, use tools such as like Mudbox and where you're actually able to paint sort of directly. And it allows you to do some pretty cool things. Um, how do you use the technology? I mean, is it, is it one of those things that you just sort of really enjoy 3D modeling and texturing? And it just sort of allows you... I mean, can you just tell us about that? Yeah, okay. Here's kind of the process for that. Um, I work closely with uh, another texture artist. His name is Gabe Kessler, and he is, he's a consummate professional. I have incredible respect for him, and he, um, he's kind of my, my lead, if you will. And um, how it works is he goes in, um, creates the texture from the UV map, you know, kind of a base underlying texture, if you will, you know, all the dirt and the grime and stuff. And it almost works exactly like with Alex Glacius's concept there that I was painting earlier. Instead, however, it's instead of being 2D, it's a 3D image. Um, and so I use Mudbox to then paint that up, and go into Photoshop, do kind of fine-tuning, uh, make sure everything looks okay, and then I upload that to PGI. I was going to say, you don't actually do any of the UVs. I think we had a, someone was asking about that. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I'm not responsible for any of the models. Do, do you know, do you know how fun UVs are? Um, I actually, I actually do have some experience doing UVs. Um, I, back when I was in college, a friend and I tried to create a, a 3D game and, uh, I did learn UV unwrapping for that and it's, uh, tedious. Look, looking, looking at these that I work with and looking at those, it's, mine are laughable, like, uh, these are just of really great quality, and I'm not I'm not actually sure who's doing them, but whoever is, it's doing a really great job with them. No, actually, UVs aren't bad. Uh, to be honest, once you start, uh, once you do as many uh, models, and you just sort of there's some tools out there to sort of speed it up, but they are they're tedious, um, and there's certain ways you have to do them. But uh, obviously, you don't have to mess with that. Which trust me, that's you're better off. Um, so obviously, you know, we, we talked about, you basically created a portfolio, you know, over a year, a year's time, 
and then obviously you approached you know pgi and hey they loved what you did and you know obviously look where you are now what's the favorite part of your your job i mean like what is it that you like to do for me the best part is is being creative and um there's not quite as much of that quite yet as i'd like there to be but it's really it's nice to go in you know prepare stuff for presentation you know give your ideas get feedback and then just create things that's that's incredibly gratifying not a lot of people get a you know get that opportunity in life to basically have some sort of artistic creative uh, outlet and job uh, it's a unique situation and i definitely agree it's it's a wonderful thing to be able to do something like that similar to uh, what we're doing and i was going to say you're probably creating stuff and obviously you know you can't talk about it and you're doing stuff behind the scenes that a lot of people haven't seen yet so it's like i'm sure like inside you're like oh man just wait guys until you see this or you know you get to have this but i mean as as far as a you know just like pgi schedule they're going to release content at different you know times so i'm sure there's stuff you're working on or have already finished that you're like oh yes don't worry it's coming yeah um just you know you gotta keep your mouth shut i like the urban block by the way i, I don't know if you saw that uh my own unit aces i made an official even though most of them don't like it i like it but i use the urban block and then i use the fracking colors it's 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 sweet yeah it's awesome the the uh the franken colors was actually uh, alex iglesias's work uh, as were uh coincidentally the pc gamer textures as well that was way before my time he does he does some of the stuff still i mean like i said the, the franken textures is an ongoing thing and he's doing that um so in addition to his concept art he, he occasionally pulls double duty as well the both of you working on textures and, and camos and so forth i am sure we're going to see some amazing stuff i can't wait to see more of yours what I'm really looking forward to is when we can finally start getting into house units. Um, there are a couple cases where I'd really like to try to pull us towards a more classic direction over some of the newer stuff that's come out. A prime example is with the Davion Guards. Um, if you compare the new paint scheme that's kind of like this, you know, five vertical stripes, two blue, two red, and a white one, versus the, uh, the older ones... It's really, it's really hugely different. I think the older one is more appropriate, if you will, for a, for a combat unit. I mean, it's still, it's still laughable, but yeah. What did you think of the MechWarrior Four camos? Do you remember them? I yeah, I do remember them. Um, there was this, there was this one particular one I was fond of. It was kind of, kind of a woodland with a yellow trim on it, and uh, I think it was like called Olympus or Olympia or something like that. And uh, I, uh, I thought MechWarrior. But I thought the camos were good. Um, for the most part, the variety was excellent. Um, Indeed. Yeah. I think it's interesting that uh, so much actual work gets put into the max and, you know, as far as textures and the aesthetics and you can paint them and you can do all this thing. But at the end of the day, when you're actually playing, until you get right up on someone, literally within 10 meters... <laughs> you don't really notice anyway and it's like uh it's just one of those things i I just think it's funny um but then you know once you get up i actually start playing and a lot of times someone will like spawn behind me or in front of me and they'll turn around look at my mech stop continue looking as i like walk past them and then (laughs) it's like yep yep i've got urban block and they are there there's a there are several stories i might as well i might as well just go ahead and share this because it's kind of funny um I the unit I play with the Saiyan Eyes Expeditionary Group. A lot of times I'm playing a scout class, 
And so I'll be running up ahead, you know, calling that stuff, you know, alphas in, you know, golf seven or whatever. And uh, whenever I see one of my skins, um, kind of since it's become a joke, I, uh, I yell out, you know, Bravo's in, uh, in Foxtrot seven. Uh, and he's, uh, he's wearing one of my skins. And uh, <laughs> uh, that's, it, that stems from a, an incident one time where I actually just blurted it out um, as I was scouting and you know, everyone thought it was hilarious. So I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to do it for posterity. And just kinda, for what was it like the first time you saw one of your skins in the game? The first time uh, I saw one of my skins in the game it was actually for the Cicada, uh, the Dazzle. And um, when I looked at it, uh, I said to myself, my God, uh, I just saw all these little places where it could have been done better. And uh, it was a good, it was a good learning experience. You're always learning when you're, when you're in this and you're looking at your work and you're seeing how, how things are arranged, what parts are moving. Earlier today, I had, there's a snack I'm working on for this new paint scheme and I wanted to go, you know, into the game and I had to go into the game rather and see how it was moving to see how I should color these, these parts up because I wasn't sure if the hip and the upper leg were moving or if it was just the upper leg and not the hip. And so that was all going to be, you know, how that was moving was going to, you know, was going to decide how I went about coloring this particular part. So, you know, I actually have to sometimes go in game and do research, which is, which is fun. All the little details that we don't even think about, but come into play for you artists. Yeah. Yes. And especially, it's especially true with movement. Um, because when you're texturing something, it might look good on that static model that you, you know, been working with for the past eight hours or whatever. But when you load it in the game, you know, if it bends a certain way or like when it, you know, picks its left leg up, you know, it might, you know, that, that texture might not be right there. And so there'll be this glaring thing that, you know, pops up whenever this neck moves. And so you really have to be careful when you're going in and doing this stuff and making sure that, you know, all your stuff is, is, is colored properly. Now, now that you've been sort of integrated into the art pipeline, uh, you get to see the process of, okay, well, a mech, you know, um, gets implemented like this, and then, uh, you know, it goes to the next person, the next person, stuff like that. Um, does it give you a new appreciation for um, game design in general, like that you didn't have, uh, you know, obviously privy to before? There, yes, definitely. Um, there, there's literally, they're massive, you know, diagrams for this kind of thing it's just you never appreciate just how utterly massive this kind of thing is until you're you're involved with it like just all the people you know it's one thing like yeah one man could conceivably do all this work but in order to maintain that rate of production you know we're coming out at this point i think we're up to a mech every month you require so many people to kind of meet that and then when we throw the skins in that that's just a multiplier like for adding in one skin at this point, you know, you need to, you need to be able to do that, you know, um, I think 16 times. And so it, you know, it, it, anytime you add a skin that you want to be applied to any unit, you know, that's greatly increasing the number of skins you have to do, um, which is good for me. Uh, but, uh, yeah, because yeah. it's it's not like uh, let's take the, uh, you know, PC gamer one. A lot of people don't realize that it's not like you can just, um, take a five or you know let's say a 2048 by 2048 texture sheet throw on a design and just literally overlay it on each you know uv you just can't do that because no it would be because the uvs are on different areas and stuff so you literally have to manually go in there and it's just trust me when i say it 
it takes a long time and so if you're doing multiple multiple designs each time i mean you can you can imagine that each uh design or camo scheme or special you know paint scheme or anything like that it, it just it sort of uh takes even longer and so uh, like you said uh that's just one area right uh, you're talking about diagrams and how detailed and stuff that's just this is just one little part yes, of there, the art pipeline there are, there are flow charts yeah yep it's it's insane like, i it's bet just... there hey we know that the stalker is coming up we know some things that are coming into the game uh mm-hmm. within the next couple months is there any way to get an idea of what might be coming from you or is that not something you're allowed to tell or or, or even beyond that um you know, how often might we see stuff coming from your your department? Well, nobody uh, nobody actually pulled me aside before this and said what I could or could not talk about, so I'm going to use my discretion. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think there's really a whole lot I can talk about, so I'm going to kind of touch upon what's been posted to the forums. And uh, what what we've been putting onto the forums is that the next one coming up uh, is going to be this Woodland Camel scene. And for that one... Um, it's going to have a feel kind of similar to to the kind of camouflage used from the early 80s until the uh, until the uh, early 2000s for the U.S. Army and Marines and that kind of thing. Nice. We actually had those on our tanks. Some of the tanks at Lejeune had the uh, we had uh, the olive drab green, and then some of them had the uh, woodland as well. And uh, yeah, definitely brings back memories. Whoa. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, I just wanted to say thank you again, Mark, for being on the show. It's been, it's actually been pretty amazing getting to know you over, you know, the course of this past year. You actually did our Aces logo. Um, I'm glad I bugged the yes, crap out of you, you back then. Yeah, because I don't, do, I don't do that stuff anymore. I know, right? It's like vintage. Yeah, it's like shit's like yeah, you, you know, old school. You got me just in time. I think that was what in September I did that for you guys, or. Yeah, something like that. I, well, we had hit you up, uh, and I'd sent you some ideas. You I know, know, hey, there was a lot we, of back and forth with it, yeah. Yeah, and it was really cool because, you know, of course, uh, our some of our Aces members, <clears throat> Alex, uh, of course, didn't like, oh, it looks too much like this, and blah, blah, blah. And eventually, I was like, you know what? Enough with the Scottish talk. We're yeah, doing I it. Yeah, I remember that vividly, actually, that, that that part of the conversation. I was I was disappointed in myself, but um, the final design's <laughs> okay, I guess. Cause, no, you, you know. Great. He put in a lot of effort. It was like, oh, well, you know, the color symbolizes this and the, the shape symbolizes this. And I was like, oh, that, that's really cool. And then, of course, Alex was like, no, no, no. And he was, probably, he was probably the only one that said what he said, wasn't he? Yep. Mm. We're talking about the phallic reference? Mm, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. It's all about the phallic reference but anyways mark thank you again for being on the show it was awesome to have you and is there any message you'd like to pass on to the community before you know we get off here yeah um i'm I'm really excited to be working on this project i keep the broader community in mind especially you classic battletech players and folks who've been with it for you know since maybe the beginning if that's that's very many people at all but uh i i definitely uh i'm gonna try to keep it close to the source material as, as I can. One last question for you. Do you feel it more difficult playing online? Do you get selected out 
as much or like at all or are you still under the radar no i mean like it's 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 a little bit uncomfortable because sometimes people be like oh hey hayden yeah great job on the stuff or whatever you know and uh and that's that's all well and good but uh it's a little bit awkward for me um because i'm not i don't i don't really like all the the kind of you're a superstar you realize that right something like that um so that's kind of weird but there's no there haven't been any assassination attempts or anything that i've been able to to tell so dude you're on the dev team you don't have us i get it all the time and i'm not even on the dev team and i get shot i got shot in the back yesterday they're like hey and i'm like really i'm sorry to hear that happened to you it's all right i can deal with it anyways we're gonna move on and end this show and again thank you again mark for being on the show we really appreciate you taking the time and uh thank you again for the amazing work you're continually doing and we look forward to your future work and of course we'll have you on the show later on down the road yeah, I think what we should thank him for is he's given us a lot of content uh, over the year and, and I'm sure going to give us a lot more content to talk about in the coming year. I mean, we've been talking about Mark Hayden forever. So uh, thank you for that. And uh, thank you for being on the show today. Yeah, thank you, guys. It's, it's, uh, it's been good. All right, guys. We ask, again, if you have the ability, go to our website. On the right side, there's a tip jar. And if you can, set up a 5 $10 reoccurring donation. Help out when you can. And of course, let's touch on Facebook. We're up to 1,927 likes. If you haven't gone to our Facebook page, we even have a link on our website. Just click it, give us a like. And you can also follow us on the NGNG TV YouTube channel. Subscribe, give us your feedback. Actually, tell us what type of videos you'd like to see more of. If there's specific ones, uh, hey, you want maybe a little bit more tactics or you know stuff like that, just let us know and we'll be happy to facilitate that. And of course, we'd like to thank everyone our community our other staff members and of course darren for doing all the editing for this podcast we really appreciate it, buddy you put in a lot of work and i am very grateful for that again thank you everyone for coming out our live studio audience appreciate it this was your local no guts no galaxy mech devs and beer podcast i hope you enjoyed tonight's show this is phil we miss it darren until next time mech warriors
All right, let's get out of here. Fill your pain for the drinks, right?